Oh yeah, so here I am sitting in the morning, and once again, we've talked about this a number of times, this, um, this malaise, this, uh, confusion, frustration, even anger that can come up, um, with bodhicitta, which is, uh, devoting yourself to the liberation of all sentient beings, right? This vow that I vow to liberate myself so I can aid in the liberation of all beings. So, um, what were we talking about this morning that I mentioned about the, the quandary, the question about whether people would listen? Oh, yeah, okay, so, um, just uh, perusing YouTube this morning, uh, I probably mentioned this before that I've been learning Polly. I've been learning Polly a long time, but I mean, really trying to uh, pay attention, right? And uh, so I came across this video of a forest monastery, I believe out of Thailand. And they put up um, a, tri a, a Tripitaka reader. So, Tipitaka, whatever. They put up a reader, a Pali reader. And um, initially it's, you know, they devote it to the forest monastery, and blah, 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 which I'm thinking, eh, if you're a Buddhist, you think you would just make it available for all, but fine. Fine, fine. A little ego in there. But, uh, so I'm just looking at what the features are. And the first feature I thought was fabulous. So, um, it shows you the Pali and the English. I guess it probably has other languages, maybe. But you can click on the Pali words and actually get, you know, because if you're familiar with Pali, Pali is a very... a compound type language, right? So you take this word and that word, and, right? And there's different forms of a word like Buddha, Buddham, uh, Buddho. So it's important that, you know, you, you need a little bit of help for the Pali, right? Because again, this is, as a Buddhist, um, a lot of us go back to this language, right? The Tipitaka is um, the three baskets, or the, but in this case, we're talking about the Pali Suttas. So they're the original words of the Buddha um, in a language that was created to record his sayings. Now, if Prakrit, probably not created in the sense uh, that we would think, but kind of in a sense, if we were to take all the different English um, dialects and combine them and then figure out like, okay, like uh, let's start calling um, garage... I guess that's how you pronounce it, right? Garage, garage. But let's start calling it the uh, the trunk instead of the boot. So let's agree on that. We're, we're going to stop calling it a boot in some areas. and right? That's the idea of Pali. Pali went and took disparate languages all throughout India, the Indian subcontinent, because, you know, it bled into the Tibetan Plateau and Bhutan and Nepal. And Nepal didn't exist at the time, but you get what I'm getting at. But I'm digressing again. I apologize. My point was we uh, go back to this original language because we want a deeper understanding and we just we want to know the source. But I'm looking here and you can click on the poly, which is fantastic, right? You can look at the compound word because uh, uh, it's common that you'll see a lot of words. Like, for example, we were just running into the Anatara Samyaksambodhi, one of my favorite uh, compound words. Um, so I'm talking to the wife about this, and I found it, of course, funny that they had the uh, the ego in it for the name. 
when they should just make it, hey, we have this great poly reader that you can use to read the suttas. But worse yet, what I ran into in this video of introduction, you can click on the poly words, makes perfect sense, but they also said that the English is clickable. So for me, this is confusing. So he's doubled the coding. He's doubled the size of the app. <sighs> if you don't understand English, then why are you trying to learn poly? Am I being ignorant in this? I mean, like my wife says, if it's a big word, sure. How often is that going to happen, though, if English is your first language? And if English isn't your first language, should you be studying poly in English then? I don't know. So for me, it seems silly. And what do I... I was talking to the wife that I'm actually in the same position. So what I started with is there's this film um, in English. What do they call it here? Uh, a Journey of Samyak Buddha. I love that, right? Samyak. And uh, so as I've talked about before, I find maybe his first interaction after his enlightenment. So he sat under the tree. The Buddha. Well, he toured India for a number of years with some medicant monks. He found aestheticism uh, wanting. So he said, well, after he needed some help because he had become so weak, he may have even passed as some of the stories goes, neither here nor there. My point is he sat under this Bodhi tree in Bodhagaya uh, and he vowed to sit with one goal in mind, was to um, figure out how to reduce our suffering, find a way for us to be liberated, arguably the same goal that I've stated. So there's this movie you can you can get a hold of, and it's really well done. Fairly simply follows the life of the Buddha. So I wanted to get to the point just after his enlightenment under the Bodhi tree. And the story is very common where he talks, he goes back and finds the monks, the surviving monks that he had toured India with. And of course they wanted to rebuke him, but they could see the piece on his face. But what I wanted was his interaction just prior to going back to those monks. Uh, there was a naked aesthetic that he ran into on the road and mentioned this, this, um, this simple understanding, right? Sambodhi that he had achieved. This perfect awareness, understanding. He mentioned it to this naked aesthetic and uh, he has a name. We're working on getting a little deeper on this story. And as the Buddha taught, in my humble opinion, this gentleman took the teachings properly on board and uh, said he would apply them. So he didn't wholly accept them like the medicant monks that he toured India with. As they did, they saw his peace and thought, whoa, he's got it. And they just wholly accepted and arguably, the story goes, uh, some of them even achieved enlightenment just by receiving his teachings, his initial teachings. I argue, for most of us, the real way to accept the teachings is that first interaction, right? So let's go back to the Bodhagaya, though. Right? So I was trying to find this spot where after he'd achieved his um, Sambodhi, his Anattara Samyak Sambodhi, his, uh, his uh, perfect understanding or his enlightenment, right? Where he understood, as I've said before, simply dependent origination, like the candle, 
right? Without, without an ignition source, without the fuel, the wick, and the wax, the, the oxygen, the right environmental conditions, that candle flame does not exist. Emptiness, we label that candle flame as different from a campfire flame, but they are no different. It's this idea that a flame is a flame is a flame. Same as a person. A person is a person is a person. That's the equanimity, the compassion, the loving kindness. When we understand this truth of oneness, not that I am special and so is everyone. No, we are all of the equal sorts, right? These noble truths that we are all driven by this selfish ego-based desire, which causes our dissatisfaction in this realm. That same ego-based self keeps us attached to this wheel of becoming. We keep being born and die, not because of some past transgression, but simply because we will not see the truth of our own liberation, right? It's a little more complicated in that sense. But it doesn't matter, because as I said, the goal is not some metaphysical afterlife or some magical special power. The practice, the goal, and arguably even the, the resulting benefit itself lies simply in a practice. The practice is just to remember. That's that sati, that mindfulness. It's that doubt that that first interaction. So he sat under the Bodhi tree. Um, Gotama himself even doubted whether we would listen to these simple truths, that we were the cause of our own suffering and the source of our own liberation. As I've said, our minds as both the tool and the barrier to liberation. He sat under that tree and he's like, oh, geez, I, I don't see it. I don't see people listening to me. It's far too simple. Yet it is also the root of all of our sufferings and our delusions. Even our, our drives are rooted by our ego-based wants and desires. He sat under the tree for a week, as his story goes, and he said, there's no way. And so, as I said, I was looking for this interaction with this naked medicant, naked aesthetic. But it wasn't in the film, so I found myself backing up to this... Uh, this um, this moment of doubt, this fully enlightened being, this, as the movie says, they just translated, you are enlightened, but it was, they actually said he was a Samyak Sambodhi, which is important because Sama, great Bodhi, wisdom or enlightenment, Samyak, the ultimate, the ultimate great wise one. And yet he sits under this tree and goes, ah, I don't see it, man. I just don't see these people listening to me. So as the story goes, Brahma, or the power of the universe itself, had to entice him. That's interesting how they say that. He didn't just have to order him or ask him. He had to convince him, cajole him even, right? Like, listen, you just spent your whole, you know, what, five, six, seven years trying to find a solution to this, and yet you're just going to give up? Right? Like you promised when you sat down under that tree that you wouldn't get up till you found a solution. Here you are finding the solution and right away, just like every other Buddha, you're thinking, nah, there's no way. I'm just going to go on to my nirvana. And, right? But this is the beauty of it. Whether the story that he needed to be convinced by Brahma or he simply sat trying to figure how to simply explain this. 
right? I know I keep saying simply, but this is what we're looking for here. We don't want to overcomplicate this, right? How many times do we see ego becoming the barrier uh, in a relationship between teacher and student? Right? So for me, here I sit this morning talking to the wife about how beautiful it would be for a poly reader, right? Because here I am reading poly or Sanskrit, you know, using the dictionaries and jumping back and forth. And it's tough. It really is quite distracting. <laughs> you have to uh, continue to bring yourself back to the present. Which is fine, but we've learned from science and this prescription that it's not the ultimate, right? It's to remember to stay in the present so that you don't uh, dilute your focus and your energy, right? So, and here I am sitting and I find it funny that all this seems to fall into place for me. So, I, as I have said, am at the height of confusion when it comes to bodhicitta. I feel we're in the dharma-ending age, but not in a negative way, same as I say impermanence to me is, um, is a positive thing, right? Because suffering doesn't last, right? Uh, good doesn't last. But what do you see in that, right? I see the end of suffering is celebration. And I see the celebration of good because it's fleeting. So... That's why I say for me, the bodhicitta left me going, geez, people just ain't going to get it, right? But maybe that's the point. Maybe that is the actual point, right? As I said, that uh, naked aesthetic that the Buddha ran into who said, well, maybe, boss, maybe, let me give it a try. Maybe that's the way we all need to, to handle this because... I find every day, myself, that the ego likes to throw a little wrench in the works. I find myself guilty of all of these things. Right? I follow the Yi Jing simply, as Carl Jung said, as a window to the subconscious mind. Right? Giving yourself guidance. Yet, there I sat this morning, watching this movie, looking for some sort of... Um, understanding or, you know, what I can do to help others at the same time helping myself, right? There's the root. So arguably when I sort out my issue with bodhicitta and suffering, dissatisfaction, I may actually find the solution to, uh, to the rest of it. But I just thought I would share that story this morning that I found it very funny that even the Buddha himself, even at the, after the moment of his uh, complete awakening and understanding, he still felt there was no way that we were going to listen. And I find it even funnier that today ego gets in the way. Like I said, that poly reader, I mean, the person that's creating and is spending how many hours a week farting with that thing instead of studying uh, his poly or his his teachings, right? Same as when they go and do this movie. No one understands that the real secret is to have that doubt, right? And they go on to these uh, true believers as if, um, I mean, the first turning of the wheel included the Buddhist teachings that we need to accept 
what uh, is logical and uh, and reject the rest. And here we're missing, uh, thinking that as if this gentleman of of uh, not unprecedented, but this gentleman with excellent uh, understanding and wisdom wouldn't wouldn't foresee that humans would uh, would become the biggest problem when it comes to the dissemination of these teachings, right? Because keep in mind, he stayed around for near 50 years to teach this. Um, but still knowing that uh, there will always be... Because even in the time of the Buddha, there was, gentlemen who tried, there was gentlemen who tried to even change what he was teaching, which is funny. Again, we were doing this based on uh, stories from the past, but it's simply like these teachings that are universal. Right? How many times have you been involved, say, a project at school or at work, and one individual wants more credit or... You know, one person wants to do more work or less work, and just these these politics and the dynamics of uh, of humanity. As I said, you know, he's sitting under the Bodhi tree, trying to figure all this out. If he's so enlightened, it for me that's my takeaway. I guess is if if he's so enlightened, why is it we still twenty six hundred years later? still find one in a billion people seem to understand this. So where is the problem? Is it us that we won't listen and understand or is it the prescription itself that's the problem? I don't know. So once again, why don't you let me know?